You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Belinda Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. And I'm here today to bring you a message which I believe comes from the heart of God. Amen. And my sermon topic for today is the voice of God brings life. Siela. I could go home right there. Amen. (laughs) That is enough to actually bless you and carry you for the next hundred years. The voice of God brings life. You see, a voice is the sound of a living thing. When we speak, when we sing, when we shout, we are using our vocal cords with air over it. But when we speak, we are either declaring goodness or defeat. Amen. We are either bringing hope or despair. But when our God speaks, things change. Amen. When our God speaks, things change. Amen. There's no reason and there's no moment and there's no second where our God will speak where there isn't change. Because we serve a living God. Amen. So the Bible tells us that the Lord's voice is powerful and majestic. Amen. The Lord's voice strikes with flashes of lightning. Ezekiel says that the voice of God is like the sound of the cherubim heard in the outer courts. Have you ever read that? Isn't that beautiful? Revelation says that the voice of the Lord is loud and it sounds like a trumpet. Job tells us that the breath of God produces ice. Have you ever read that? The breath of God produces ice and the broad waters become frozen. This is the God we serve. But in Ezekiel 37, we see that his voice has a different effect, a profound effect on a valley of dry bones. Amen. Ezekiel actually describes Jesus as the sound of many waters in Ezekiel 43 verse 2. So when we when we speak about Ezekiel, we're speaking about a, a man who knows God's voice. Amen. So before we continue, history lesson. Unfortunately, when you have me, we have a bit of history. Amen. So we're going to give you a little bit of background on Ezekiel. Is that okay? Amen. So Ezekiel grew up in Jerusalem, right? And he was trained as a priest in the temple. And with the second raid that came through, when King Nebuchadnezzar came to attack Jerusalem, he was part of the group of captives that went to Babylon. Are you with me this morning? Amen. So he raided all the temples. He took all the craftsmen, all the mighty men. He took everybody and only left the poorest of the poor in Jerusalem. And this is when Ezekiel gets to Babylon and he starts becoming a prophet of God and the author of the book. Ezekiel in the Old Testament. Amen. So Ezekiel was a man of vision. Prophet Ezekiel. He sees visions of chariots in chapters 1 to chapters 8. He sees the journey to Jerusalem from chapters 8 to chapters 11. And then he sees the vision of dry bones in chapters 37. This is where we're going to get stuck today, okay? And then after that, he has visions of the future from chapters 40 to 48. Are you still with me this morning? Amen. So Ezekiel was also a prophet that spoke with a lot of symbolism. He was quite interesting. I don't know if you've ever read Prophet Ezekiel. It's quite interesting. In chapter 3, he actually, the Lord tells him to eat the scroll, to let 
the words come inside of him to give us a demonstration that the word of God has to be inside of us if we want to do the work of the Lord. Amen. What a profound thing to do. He shaves his head and his beard and he disposes of it by fire, by sword and by the wind. He scatters it in the wind. This is Ezekiel, a prophet of symbolism, amen? And this signifies that at the time of Israel, that they would be removed by the sword and by fire, and that they would be scattered like the wind. Are you still with me this morning? Amen? So prophetically, the book of Ezekiel is also divided into three sections. The first section is the Lord's Day or Doomsday. It's from chapter 1 to 24. This is just a bit of background. Bear with me. It's going to get better, okay? In the middle, the second section, he tells us to actually accept our fate, that we are headed for disaster, and this is what's going to happen. Have you ever read the book of Ezekiel? Amen? And then in the final section of the chapter, and this is where the beauty of Jesus comes through again, he tells us of a place of restoration. In the heart of all these chapters, in the heart of 48 chapters, is a beautiful chapter, chapter 37. And this is the chapter that shows us that God can breathe life into anything. Amen? So we are going to look at Ezekiel 37 this morning. And I want to encourage you, read the book of Ezekiel. It's so interesting. He even preaches through a wall at a stage. He's so interesting. But anyway, we're not going to get off track. We are in Ezekiel 37. So I'm going to read Ezekiel 37 verse 1 to 3. And it says, The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw great many bones on the floor of the valley, and they were very dry. The Lord says to him, Son of man, can these bones live? And he says, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Sovereign Lord, you alone know. So Ezekiel is led into this valley full of bones. Not just bones, it's dry bones, right? And God tells him to walk between these bones. These bones are dry and have been lifeless for a long time. So in ancient Egypt and in the Near East and in Israel, unburied bones were actually considered a shocking disgrace, right? Because the dead were not buried. And these bones represented Israel as a dry, disgraced nation. Yeah, Ezekiel is walking between very dry bones, Bones of the nation of Israel, a symbol of where they're at. And the Lord speaks to Ezekiel and asks him if these bones can live. And God is speaking to Ezekiel's desolate, isolated place. This morning, I want to tell you, our God speaks to your lowest and driest space. Amen? Amen? I'm telling you, there is no demon in hell that can hinder the voice of God this morning. Amen. So our God is a God who speaks to our lowest places, to our driest places. Which is your lowest, driest space this morning? Because God is not afraid of that space. This is the God we serve. He's not afraid of your driest lowest space. Isaiah 41 verse 10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. 
I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is the God we serve. So when Ezekiel responds to God's question with the only hope he has, Sovereign Lord, you alone know, he purposely leaves the outcome of the matter to God. He doesn't presume what God would do. He gives a genuine, pure, and honest answer. He says, God, you know. Have you been there that you can say, only Lord, you know? I've been in situations in my life that I could say, only Lord, you know. So don't let your circumstances dictate your faith in God. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't you ever let your circumstances dictate your faith in God. I don't know the answer, but I know the Lord. I know the rock of ages cleft for me. And I will hide myself in that cleft until God comes and saves me. Amen. I might not know if these bones will live, but I know God. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. I understand that our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. That's in 2 Corinthians. We do not look at the things that from now. We keep our gaze on Jesus Christ. Amen. So Ezekiel says, I do not know if these bones can live, but I do know the name of Jesus and the Christ, the Son of the living God, and I can depend on Him. Is that not a great expression or a great response when you're in a space of dry bones and you don't know what's next? Who's ever been in a space of dry bones? They're not just dry, they're very dry. And you don't know what's coming tomorrow. Amen? When you healed, He's there. When you're in trouble, He's there. When you're sick, He's there. When you're healthy, He's there. In your breakthrough, He's there. And in your need, He's there. I might not know, but oh Lord God, you surely do. Amen? Amen? So Ezekiel, let's carry on with Ezekiel. In Ezekiel 37, he says, Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the voice, the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you. I will make flesh come upon you. I will cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. This is what Ezekiel says. So I prophesied I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but no breath was in them yet. You see, God gives Ezekiel an instruction and he says, speak to the situation. And now he must decide if he is going to obey the voice of God. If God tells you to speak to your situation, are you gonna obey the voice of God? You see, in that moment, Ezekiel has to decide. 
am I going to do it or not? Because God says, speak to the bones. Just like Ezekiel, you have to decide if you will obey the voice of God and speak to your dead things in your life. Amen? Today you choose. Today you choose. God tells Ezekiel to prophesy. Are you fed up with where you're at? Who's fed up with where they're at this morning? Amen. Will you speak to your situation and bring the peace and joy back? Will you speak to your situation? If the devil comes with your past and what you've come through, will you tell him to just hush? And I'm being very polite now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> when he comes to remind you of all your failures, can you do yourself a favor this morning and decide to listen to the voice of God and to prophesy to that person and say, you are over. Amen. Amen. You see, the devil can't wait to keep you in your past because while you're focusing on your past, you are not seeing your future. While you're focusing on your past, you cannot see past tomorrow. While you're focusing on your past, he will tell you over and over again of every single failure you have done. And he doesn't mind repeating it. Amen? But I want to tell you, why don't you give yourself a break this week and start prophesying to that past and say, my God does not keep it against me. How and why would I keep it against me? Amen? You see, God tells Ezekiel to prophesy the answer. He tells him not to prophesy the problem. God tells Ezekiel to prophesy the answer, not the problem. The answer to the valley is very different from the valley. He doesn't stand in the valley and say, dry bones, you are so dry. You are the driest, driest, driest dry bones I've ever seen. There is no dry bone like you in this universe. He doesn't say, you are not just one dry bone, you are a thousand dry bones. And how can God ever affect a thousand dry bones all at once? You are not just dry bones, I'm standing in dry bones. But you know, this is what we do. We prophesy our situation instead of God's promise. Amen? The answer to the valley is very different from the valley. Get into the Spirit and get your eyes onto the Spirit. And then you will be amazed what God will do through you. Amen? Get your eyes onto the Spirit. If you live in the flesh, you'll end up in the valley. Because if Ezekiel looked with his eyes, all he could see was dry bones. Amen? If you look with your eyes at your situation, maybe you only see dry bones. And you will end up in the valley if you keep your eyes on those dry bones. But if you live in the Spirit, you will leave your valley. Amen? Ezekiel prophesies and speaks, and his obedience brings the blessing. So God says, I will make breath in you. And then he says, I will put breath in you. Have you seen that? In that scripture, he says, I will make breath in you, and then I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. So the making is the forming of the breath, and the placing is putting it in you, moving it around to where you need it. The making 
and the placing of God's breath. God doesn't just make your breath. He places your breath. Amen. That breath said, let there be light. And there was light. That breath is the same breath that said to the little girl, rise up and be healed. The breath that said it is finished is the same breath that said, I have to go and I will pray to the Father and He will send you another comforter and He will come and abide with you forever. The same breath that blew in the upper room in Acts 2 is the same breath that says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The same breath that said, I'm the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world is the same breath that has called you by your name. Amen. Amen. If you can get a revelation of the voice of God, your life will change. But you need to obey. God says, prophesy to that problem. Prophesy to those bones in your life. Prophesy to them. Prophesy to those very dry bones and say, you know what, bones? You've been in my life long enough. It's time to listen to the voice of God. Amen. So then we we carry on in the scripture. And he says in Ezekiel 37 verse 9, he says, Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, man of God, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breathe from the four winds and breathe into the slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath entered them and they came to life and they stood up on their feet, a vast army. The wind mentioned in this part of Ezekiel is a violent exhale, which comes from the word ruach. It's a violent, it's not a, it's a violent exhale and it comes from the root word ruach. And this is the very breath of God. It's described as the breath that moves everything. I don't think you heard me this morning. Because if you heard me this morning, you would know the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Amen. So the breath of the Almighty will breathe over your situation. Not a small little, a big, amen. And He will cause those dead bones in your life to stand up again. He will cause those very dry areas of your life to come together. Amen. So start speaking to your situation and ask the Ruach, the Spirit of God, to exhale over your dead areas. Amen? We need to get to a place, church, where we are tired of accommodating what is stopping the breath of God in our lives. Amen? I told the band this morning, if there's anything in your life that you value more than God, it's your worship and that needs to move. Amen? If you value your past and what has happened to you more than God, guess what? You need to do a little bit of a mind shift 
and even give that to God because we can even value the challenges we've gone through, the problems we've had and place it as the idol in our hearts above God. I can look after that moment. I can treasure that moment. I can call it my friend. Or I can look at that moment and say, Ruach, breath of God, breathe, make new, make new, make new. You see, Ezekiel 37 says, the wind of the Holy Spirit is ready to face your challenges. It is ready to take away those things that are hurting you, those things that are holding you back. You know what the beautiful part of this is? If I took a bunch of bones and I put them in front of you this morning and I breathed, I put a fan on them, wouldn't it be chaos? If I put a a, a pile of bones here this morning, wouldn't it be chaos? You'd expect the wind to blow the bones to a mess, to mess them up. If you had to put a fan on bones this morning, But when God blew, something different happened. It didn't scatter. The bones started coming together. The bones started coming together. The Spirit of God takes messed up situations and He makes them make sense. The Spirit of God takes up messed up people and He makes them make sense. He takes a messed up past and He puts us back together again. Better than before. He takes the sinew, the tendons, the skin, and He starts putting you back together again. Yes, Ezekiel. And there's the dry bones. And I want to tell you, the more you follow Him and walk in the Spirit, the more things start coming together. The answer is letting God come into your situation. Amen. So Ezekiel 37 says, Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I've opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. And I will put my spirit in you and you will live. I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I will perform it, says the Lord. There's one statement that is made 65 times in the book of Ezekiel. One statement that Ezekiel says 65 times over and over again. And this statement he uses three times in the book of Ezekiel 37. Do you know what that statement is? Then you shall know that I am the Lord. This morning I want to tell you, you will know that he is the Lord. Amen. Amen. Then you will know because our God is faithful and true. Our God will not disappoint you. Obey his voice. A.W. Tozer says, as long as Christ sits on the throne, every day is a good day. 
as long as Christ sits on the throne, every day is a good day. And all days are days of salvation. How beautiful is that? If our God is sitting on the throne, it's a good day. Will our God ever not be on the throne? No. Our God is on the throne. It's always a good day. So I want to challenge you this morning. Start obeying the voice of God. When God tells you to speak to those bones and declare the Spirit of God over those bones, declare the life of God over those bones, declare the Word of God over those bones, why don't you just do it? Why don't you just give it a good shot? Amen? When God says your past is over, your past is over. Amen? Why do you go back to your past if God has rewritten it in His blood? Why? I said to the music ministry on Thursday, I said, love took Jesus to the cross, but love kept Him on the cross as well. Love kept Him on the cross because in any moment He could step off that cross and be free from all His pain and suffering. But love kept him on the cross. His love for you. Every single one in this, in this room. God's love for you is everlasting. He's with you in your lonely place. And you know what? He's ready to speak to you. Why don't you allow the violent exile of the Holy Spirit to move through you and to make things new. The most beautiful part of the breath of God, it's the same as when the breath of God moved over the waters. When it was null and void in the beginning in Genesis, is that same breath of God that moves over us. And you know what, church? We are made of a lot of water. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I know we're made of a lot of water. Can you imagine if the effect of God's voice on an ocean created a whole new world, what God's effect on you would be? Amen? As you walk with God, you will know that the voice of God has spoken. And your response should be, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. When you do not understand, Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. If you do not understand, I don't know, Lord. But you know. You know. Amen. This morning, can we just take a moment? Today is actually our second week in our membership class. And if you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, you are welcome to attend that class and to learn about the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit is so incredibly gentle and kind but powerful the breath of the almighty gives me life 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 so when life throws you a curveball, sometimes two, sometimes six, 
sometimes 12. Sometimes it feels like you hit with 200 curveballs. <laughs> Who's played in that movie? <laughs> I want to tell you, the breath of God is ready to breathe. Not a small breath, but a violent exhale. And to say to those situations, come to life. Come to life. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.